I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sherry. And we're here today as two old retired SLPs to share some of our ideas with you. Cheryl, I thought we'd already decided we weren't using that term old. I said use experienced. Experienced, seasoned, yeah, ancient, something, <laughs> something. Well, um, this is our very first podcast, so um, I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners will stick with us. This is probably our 48th try on doing this because we can't get the equipment to work properly. But um, anyway, it's perfect now. It's perfect. Perf- yeah, perfect. So uh, today our topic is standards and specifically standards for uh, provision of communication services to children in Saskatchewan schools. So and let's get started. What, what? Yeah, I was what? gonna. I was gonna say the overall of how we ever got to deciding that we would even speak to you or have a podcast or whatever is. I think we both kind of reached the pinnacle of our experience, and we have seen so many things come and go, and the things that work and the things that definitely don't work. And as we exited out of the field, I, you know, we kept on talking and and uh, we were we thought that we might be able to open up a conversation to actually try to improve speech and language skills and services in Saskatchewan because we still have a long ways to go and we still have a lot of great ideas well we, we think we do anyways we'll see what our <laughs> listeners think <laughs> um, yeah so we have a, a huge passion and and over the 40 years that we each worked we tried to make some changes as as much as we could, but you know how it is. If you're still working, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. So, it's hard sometimes to speak up. So now that we're retired, well, heck, we're a speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where again the standards thing came. Because we, what's the very first thing you would do if you had a chance to have an audience and and say what needs to happen in the field of of speech and language pathology right in 2023 and that's that we really don't have um, the standards and the notion really of um, what kids are entitled to for services. So you have health care and you have education but you don't have it delineated in any way as to what our kids are they even legally um, um, eligible for any services? Or, um, you know, you're looking from division to division, you see that some divisions maybe offer speech sound intervention, and some will have speech paths in high school, and some will say, no, we're just going to work with kids who have major challenges. Um, I it's, think all, it's all over the map, really. It it's, is. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned that your experiences in the States... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I was just going to preface this with, if you don't want to hear about what's happening in the States, you want to pick a different podcast because I'm going to be bringing it up. Um, It's just that, you know, since the mid-70s, they have had a law that says, you know, children are entitled to a free, and then the main word here is appropriate, uh, public education. And appropriate being... They need to have the services in place that will help them access the curriculum. So, um, you know, if they, whatever type of disability they have, be it a language disability or um, apraxia or stuttering, whatever it is, 
they need to be able to uh, have the, the right amount of services and the right type of services, and that's a law. And if a school division doesn't live up to that, they're in danger of getting some of their federal funding pulled because it's a federal law. So um, I'm not sure that we'll get to that here in Saskatchewan in my lifetime, but um, I think we, we're innovators here. I think we can get to something that's closer to some kind of a, a standard. What do you think? Absolutely. And again, back to that word entitlement. Um, in order to know if a child's receiving the appropriate services, there has to be some definition as to what services that the government is willing to um, right. provide. Right. And, you know, we've talked about uh, probably the biggest barrier over the years why there aren't more speech pathologists is it seems to be always tied back to the funding. So here in Saskatchewan we know there are not enough speech paths and the model down in the states would have like one speech path per school where oh. you would have a reasonable caseload and you would do the intensive work with students or, right. or even maybe there would be more than one. Well yeah a friend of mine was one of four SLPs at an elementary school so there were four speech pathologists at one elementary school. So, And in addition to that, they have reading specialists, oh, and yes. they have their OTs, and yeah, they have their... special ed teachers, and learning disability consultants, and yeah. So there's, I mean, they, they might even have a behavior analyst that works underneath the psychologist that's there. I mean, it's, it's whatever the students need. They, the, the whole by team... Law. Yeah, by they law. They must provide it. They, they sit down with the team, and they... they just figure it out and map it out, and that's what the child gets. And and if there's any discrepancies or uh, the parents, for example, disagree with it, they can they can plead their case, and um, it can go you know all the way up the ladder. And I mean beyond the school division, it can it can be you know a, a legal sort of a case. And when you and I talked about it, it was. Um and I remember you telling me this years and years ago when, you know, you're kind of feeling defeated and we're never going to get anywhere. And, and it was that, well, you know, they never used to have kindergarten. And somebody decided that they should have kindergarten and that it was necessary. And then it got to be um, full day kindergarten. And then you could see that they set up um, special preschools. So kids who were at risk had preschool services. And the, one of the most recent ones is people wanted acute hospital care right. in Saskatchewan and we have a brand new beautiful children's hospital. And it, it cost millions but somebody thought that that was important and so it was funded. So whatever people think is important is what gets funded. Another good example is just this week uh, uh, it was revealed that Ukrainian student, university students in Saskatchewan were paying exorbitant out-of-country costs and now the government has decided that they will top up those costs so that the Ukrainian students are only paying in province tuition fees. Well somebody thought that that was important and it was a decision that was made quickly. I guess the issue is why don't people think that this is important enough to to address? And that's back, I think we've even uh, thought that through is that the level of advocacy that children with communication problems can have it, or have had is minimal because there is such diversity 
in need. Right. So if you're a parent of a child who stutters, you don't have the same necessary necessarily the same interest as someone whose child is on the autism spectrum. Or a child who's deaf, or a child who has cerebral palsy and needs an augmentative system, or a child with just a phonological disorder or apraxia or whatever. So those parents can't lobby to their or if they, they lobby to their politicians for services or to their board of education or to the hospital system and saying you know there's not enough service for stuttering students well the, the number is so small right. and their voice is so tiny and there's no um, collective voice for um, parents but in addition to that there's no collective voice for even the association anymore right right yeah we used to be an association that was part of our mandate was advocacy but once we switched over to a licensing body, the the it's just more of, you know, are people practicing without a license? More of a sort of public protection rather than advocacy. Yes, the advocacy and even the education or even the yeah. bringing the group together and discussing what we're discussing today. Yeah. So can it is there a chance that this podcast could actually facilitate that, and we could get speech paths to you know. Uh, write in to us or let us know what their concerns are and discuss some of the things that we, we want to discuss. I think the podcast medium is just perfect for us having an opportunity in using the this new technology or what right. sort of new technology, especially to us. But yes. um, I think it's perfect. I think it is too. I think it's you know, we we want to hear from people out there. What are they thinking? I mean, maybe some of the younger um, SLPs have you know just have just hit upon the you know idea that would make a difference. Because you know, you and I are not that fluent with technology, but maybe other people know of a way that uh, would help people to get together and advocate for themselves. The other groups that potentially could advocate for um, children or adults who have communication problems are the um, agencies who deliver the services themselves. So it'd be right. think, it would be like the healthcare agencies or the education agencies. And so if you look at leadership in those areas, almost all of them are, they, there's no absolute connection to speech pathology. So I, I don't expect an administrator of a school division to be, you know, advocating for more speech paths necessarily if, again, their portfolio has them handling um, reading assessment and math assessment and all the other, other things. I think um, that aspect of... Um, how communication disorders relate to academics is not clear to, to the right. leadership. Right. I think that gets back to the why. Why are we still at this point? And I mean, I don't mean to sound really negative because since you know 1982 when I started as a speech pathologist with 18 schools, things have changed. I mean, I did end my career in Saskatchewan with five schools, you know, in a... Uh, 150 kilometer radius versus, you know, 18 schools in a 300 kilometer radius. So things have improved. Um, it's just that we're not at the point where we can provide the services that uh, the children need. We're sort of not, we're still not close even to being no. able to provide what children need in order to um, 
not excel, but just just perform adequately in in academic and social situations. And I think we're going to talk about this in one of our other podcasts, but there's such hope in the future. In the last couple of years that I worked, I was so excited and I saw just such tremendous outcome with the use of technology and that um, area of neuroscience where now we know why a lot of our um, interventions in the past, like having, for example, a language group two or three times a week, um, having children, maybe five in a group, and they're out of the classroom for 20 minutes or half an hour. And so then you get each child, if you were, say, working on past tense and trying to teach grammar or expressive grammar, that they would have like three turns each, each, like in a whole week, they'd have 15 turns. Well, maybe nine turns. And we know that nine. doesn't work. And no. But we still see, because again, people that are... Um, uh, coming up in the speech path, they haven't had that experience. We've already experienced it, right. but because we don't have a collective get-together, we can't influence those younger speech paths, so they try what we tried 25 years ago. Right. So I don't think we're going to, today, we're gonna, not going to talk about uh, potential models or potential, you know, actual what we'd like to see as a standard. That's a topic for another... Um, podcast, but if our listeners have ideas, we certainly want to hear them. Um, and you know, you can uh, go over to our website. We have some blogs on the website, and that's at letstalktalking.com. And uh, make sure that you give us some feedback either here or over there or on Facebook, wherever you happen to access things. We have a couple more podcasts coming out this month, and they're going to be on different topics, so it's not going to seem uh, like maybe it doesn't flow because we're starting with standards and then we're going to go to a couple different topics, but we want to have a, a sampling of what we might talk about and then hear from our listeners. Yes, that sounds super. All right. So for Let's Talk Talking, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sherry. Bye for now.